a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of KSL Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture. I'm Yvette Cruz. And I'm Joel Cardenas. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about some very interesting topics. One, we're going to talk about friends and money. Yes. And two, we're going to talk about Amazon and whether or not it's getting too big for comfort. But first, be sure to follow us on social media. We're at KSL Cafecito. I'm at Evie Cruz. And I'm at Joel Cardenas. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes and coming soon to Google Play. Okay, so jumping right into our first topic, Bank of America recently released its first ever Friends Again report. Now, the report explores the impact that money has or can have on our closest relationships. Lots of interesting points and statistics. One of the things that stood out the most was the stress that um, money causes in friendships. One of those things is asking a friend to pay them back after they've lent a friend of money. And it said that that was actually second only to forgetting someone's name as their most uncomfortable situation in friendships. Shoal, I want to ask you, have you ever let a friend borrow money or borrowed money from a friend, and how did that turn out? And I'm talking large amounts, not like a dollar. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's a dollar, then, you know, you back can keep in college. <laughs> yeah, in, in college, we kind of go back and forth. Uh, have I ever borrowed a large amount of money from a friend? No. Anytime I would need a, a larger amount of money, I gotta say, I went usually to my mother, and, and she's always helped me out because it doesn't have to help me out. Obviously, and some moms don't, but my mom did. Uh, I have loaned out uh, larger sums of money to friends, and for me, I've had for the most part good experiences mm-hmm. on it. But okay. there have been a few where, honestly, and 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 I won't mention any names, but there have been a few times where. And it is getting, it does get uncomfortable. I, I I read also the report as well, and that uncomfortableness of having to ask, "Hey, where's my money?" or "Hey, I was just wondering to see if you had time to you know check and see that if you were going to pay me back." Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. It gets really comfortable. I'm even uncomfortable talking about it right now, just <laughs> because how do you format it? Like you could be very blunt and say, "Hey, uh, remember those three hundred bucks I let you borrow like two months ago? Can you do you think you're going to be able to pay that back this month?" You could be like that, but yeah. then again, you're putting at risk maybe the friendship, the friendship there yeah. because they might be like, oh, well, if they don't, and maybe they have legitimate reasons why they don't have that amount of money, then they, they put them under pressure. And when you put somebody under pressure, you know they're either going to react by folding or they're going to react with a reaction, with a strong reaction back. Yeah. And I've had cases where I've had a friend react back and say, well, what's the what's the urge or what's the rush? Is it say. Oh, uh, uh, it's three hundred bucks. Yeah, it's still yeah. I'm like it's well, it's my money, and 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 I'll, and I'll toss it back uh, to you, uh, Yvette. But I mean, there are other examples. But have you ever had a case uh, like this that where 
you've gotten an uncomfortable moment where you're having to ask a friend back for your money or, or, or what? You know what? Thankfully, no. I've never had that. I have borrowed money from a friend a while, no, a long time ago, years and years ago. I had terrible car issues and my car needed a part and I was not in a financial place where I had money. My family wasn't and I did have a friend loan me money. Now, I didn't ask for the money the friend offered and I did pay the money back. It didn't get to a point where that friend was like, hey, I need my money. It never got to that because I'm very aware of it. But I've, you know, thankfully never loaned someone a large amount of money and never had it paid back. But I also think it comes down to one, I'd have to have the money to loan you. And two, I would have to sort of know that you're going to make an effort to pay me back. Now, I don't, I'm not one of those people that would be like, okay, you, you borrowed $500 from me on this day. Now you have to pay me back by this day or I'm going to start charging you interest. No, I'm not a bank. So I'm not going to say that. But I think that when you do borrow money from a friend, you kind of have to be aware of what you're getting into. And maybe let's say, so I, I don't know your um, situation exactly, but let's say that friend that borrowed $300 from you, just throwing a number out there, mm. had like had a, had a month pass by, had two months pass by, has a year gone by, and has that person made no, you know, because if you can't pay someone back in full, like I don't have the $300 to give you back right now, but here's 50 this week, or here's 100 a month later, this is all I can do right now. But you know, that way, that person is aware of their debt with you and they're making an effort right. that's that's how I think like I said I've never been in that situation exactly but that's how I, I would think that you would handle a loan and that's how I mean that's how bank loans are except there is interest involved but I don't know I just think that <laughs> you should like and, and, it's, and, and it's such a it's a huge issue I'm reading more of the information on this report and it says here that nearly three quarter of Americans have loaned money to their friends and have not been paid back now I understand I how much money that is too. Yeah, that that's ugh, and, and it's. I understand times get tough. Like, don't get me wrong, I've been through tough times right. also as well. But like, what to what you are saying, I think the loan e, if you will, or the, you know, the person getting the money uh, should make some effort. Here's fifty dollars, or here's yeah. this, here's like that. Because how much are you valuing? Not just you know your friendship. But your word as well. If you said, right. "Hey, I, I I need these three hundred dollars, for example, or mm -hmm. whatnot." You're giving me basically your word that, okay, you're in a basically crisis mode mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I don't need to know all the details, mm -hmm. although personally, in my opinion, I think if you're going to loan a bigger, a big amount of money or you're going to ask somebody for m money, you should give them not all the details, but you should give that person at least some reason. Just just can't say, I just need to borrow. Oh, yeah, I would never. But well, I've had people like that. Oh. I've had people just tell oh, me like, people. oh, I just need to borrow 100 bucks. And I'm like, uh, don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a side job. Yeah, basically, it's like, I just need to borrow 100 bucks. I'm like, yeah. And for me, I'm one of those people like, okay, but I need to know, I need to know why. I'm going to get this 100 bucks Yeah, it's back. like, w w what's going on? You know, yeah. And at first, it's always because I'm concerned. Like, what's going on? Is there something I can help? Are you having car yeah. issues? Are you having, right. you know, or maybe the check didn't come in or something? And I don't need to know all of the details, uh -huh. but I want some idea of where my money, the money that I worked hard for, with all due respect, where is that going to? And then also, obviously, the next question is, when should I expect it back? Yeah. And for some people, I, I at least for me, I'm like, okay, I'm usually going to expect a back plate a month. There's been times where that has not been the case and it becomes very awkward. I'll tell you one, one just really quick story. When I was 15 years old, I was working part-time and I had been opened up at like a checking account or savings account, I should say. I was feeling good about myself. I had about like 500 bucks in my checking account, which for me was just like- Balling. Kinda, yeah, I was, oh, I was balling, getting, getting yeah, all, all the time. But- a uh, family member was going through 
a little bit of a crisis, financial crisis, and it had reached that point that they came to me, a 15-year-old, to borrow 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I let them borrow 300 bucks. I wasn't driving then. They had to drive me to the bank. Wow. I, and I went in and I took out yeah. 300 bucks. I let this person borrow the $300. The sad part is like two months went by. I still didn't get my money. What? I had to go through my mom <laughs> to ask the family member. Yeah. Uh, my son would like his money back. Mm-hmm. I was able to get my money back a week, uh, week after that. But it still took two months. Now, did part of me feel bad about the situation? Well, yeah, because with all due respect, you shouldn't really be asking a 15-year-old who's barely making any money right. for $300. But it reached that point. Yeah. It, it, it got that bad for for them. But at the same time, I'm sorry. You you, you have to at least start mentioning when you're going to pay this money back. Yeah, you and have I, to have that intention. Right. And I felt like, and I hate to say it, but for a while, I just kind of looked at them differently. Just like, come on. Like, really? Like, yeah. you're not even a mention of, hey... I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you back or whatnot. I had to go through my mom to basically force my money back. No, no, then that's tough. And and, and I think part of it, and you could agree or disagree, or I, w- I want to know your opinion on sometimes. And I hate to say it, but for me, at least, I, I I get into this mindset of okay, I have to know how close of a friendship we are, how close of how how long we've known each other. Depending on that, I will know the kind of amounts, not just the amount, but if I should expect my money back. There's been times where I feel like, okay, if it's a really close friend, there's no question. I'm going to let this person mm-hmm. borrow money if they ever come asking for it. Now, if it's somebody maybe a sem- like a, a conocido or this conocido is barely becoming a friend, mm-hmm. I'm a little, bit, a little bit hesitant on that. I don't know about you. I'm a little concerned about this person who's not that close of a friend asking to borrow a large amount of money. Right. And I mean, I, I wouldn't know their circumstances, so I don't know. Maybe this really is the last resort, but I would... I would never, I think it comes down to how you were raised and not that there's a, well, I don't know what I was going to say, not that there's a right or a wrong way, but maybe there is. I yeah. just think the way that, the way that I was raised is you don't, you don't want to be in debt. You know, you don't want to owe the people around you money. And if they're willing to, I think maybe it's a pride thing. Maybe it's a, this is how my mom is. This is how she raised me. I don't like being in debt. I am in debt. I'm in a lot of student debt, but I don't like being in debt to other people. Right. I just I couldn't bring myself to ask someone for a large amount of money unless, like you said, unless it was the last case scenario and I needed it. But still, it would be someone very close to me or someone that I trust or someone. It would not be a stranger and it would not be someone that I don't know that well. I just it would not be someone that I would that I wouldn't expect to pick up the tab. You know, it just it. I don't know. It's just it's a it's a very personal thing. And even going back to the report, even in this report, it says that Americans would rather talk to their friends. So this is their close friends, their close friends about family drama, weight or even their love lives before talking about money, which is that's pretty big. Yeah. 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 There are some people that will just tell you everything about their lives. But, you know, and not that the conversation of money comes up. Yeah. It's such a it's such a subject of like. I don't want to say it's even taboo, but it's just kind yeah. of let's avoid. That's a third rail, if you will. Yeah. Um, it One of the other interesting things that I found, so not even just large amounts of money, but just like small amounts. So it talked about uh, avoidance and how avoidance has made its way into meal plans. And so these survey participants were asked who they avoid going to dinner with the most. So this is between, they call them moochers, uh, fubbers, so people who are on their phone and ignoring you. Um, what else? It was the loud talker, the disappearing act, an inattentive parent. And 64% of these people said the moocher, a.k.a. the person who consistently 
quote unquote, forgets their wallet and never pays anybody back. So I don't know if that's ever come up with you or your friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know anybody who consistently, and you don't have to name them, obviously, but has that ever happened where someone uh, consistently forgets? Because sometimes it happens. Sometimes people really do forget their wallet or their card is, I don't know, something something goes wrong. Their card's not being accepted for whatever reason. So it happens. It can happen. Oh, yeah. But is there are there instances where someone consistently doesn't yeah, you, have money. Oh yeah, the, uh, there there are there's without mentioning names there are. <laughs> yes, no there names. Are, like, there, are, there are a few people there that kind of tend to do that. And you know the interesting part about it and going back to the report also as well is a lot of times with these people that I know they'll definitely do everything to avoid you. Because yeah. here I'm reading just more of the reports and it says uh, two in five Americans have been avoided by a friend who owes them money, including nearly half of Gen Xers. And millennials are at 42%. Uh, percent. So, and a lot of times it says nearly one in five admits they have avoided a friend to whom they owe money. Uh, of those, the most common action is ignoring a text or skipping a party. So just <laughs> not even see. showing up. Not but even- that makes me think that they haven't even talked about money because if you're like hey i'm gonna pay you back next paycheck right and the person's like okay then i would go to the party and see them because they know i'm gonna pay them back mm-hmm. next paycheck or something like mm-hmm. this this must mean that these people are just either not intending to pay back or afraid of how the other person would react yeah. and in that case i don't know why you even ask them to borrow money yeah. anyway and, and you know and i want to make this like half and half as well because i think earlier i mentioned that it should be for the borrow e the person that's getting the money should be very considerate of the person who had just borrowed the money but it also falls to the person who has, quote unquote, the money and is borrowing them. I, I think you have to kind of measure, you have to measure things out and say, okay, do I know that this person has the capability of paying me back? Mm-hmm. You, you have to ask those things. And I know that's almost like you're you're putting your friendship, you're measuring things out. It's like, okay, how good of a friend this person is? Right. Does this person have a job? Does this person, has this person been fairly loyal when it comes to either paying back or has this been a loyal friend? I don't like the fact that that has to be the measuring stick, mm-hmm. but sometimes it has, has to be it. Yeah. You, you just yeah. have to know, like there was one time where I did borrow, and, and sometimes you throw it out the window even. There was one time I let borrow somebody who is now a friend. I let this person borrow, let this person's father borrow $300. I only knew this person for about a month. But seeing their circumstance and seeing just kind of what they were going through, I, I just I felt something. I felt something like in mi corazón, like that I, I, I wanted to help and I needed help out. And so I did. They paid me back about two months later. They again needed more, more money. They needed the, another 300. Mm-hmm. And so I did it again. But they paid me back. And I'm lucky, I guess, if you will, because yeah, there yeah, are some definitely. cases that that would not be the case. Right. But sometimes you just have to you 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 decide yourself, and and, and sometimes it's not always going to work out. Mm-hmm. There's been times where I have not been paid back, and I've just kind of made it water under the bridge. It's never been an amount that's been outrageous. Yeah. But sometimes that twenty bucks, you're probably just not going to see that twenty bucks. And you, oh yeah, if it's an amount, I mean, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. But yeah, sometimes there's certain amounts that you like. I know that with me and my friends, my good friends, we uh, like if we go out to dinner or we just go out to for a drink or whatever, we just do something and. Maybe one of us will be like, hey, I got it. Don't worry. And so, okay, this person got it this time. Let's say the bill was $37 for the both of us or something. We just have this like unspoken understanding that, and this is how I consider you like a close friend. We have an unspoken understanding that next time it'll be the other way around. And it's not 
the exact amount either. It's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, this is actually $4.76 less than what I paid last time. So technically you still owe me that. No, we don't do that. We just, I got you, I got you this time. I got you that time. Uh, I'm just close enough with my friends that if someone did forget their wallet, they really can just be like, so you got me. And, and it's not like, oh, again, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like that, but because we do go back and forth. I don't have any, Thankfully, I don't have any good, good friends that are moochers, so they're not, you know, I don't have to worry about not inviting those people or not. And sometimes if, if you know, one of us is in a situation where we don't have money, at the moment we just say, sorry, I can't go, I don't have money. And then from there, you know, we'll be like, you know, don't worry, come, I got you. Right. Or, all right, I understand, and that's cool. And that way we just all, we're on the same page. And I know it's different for everybody, but that that's just how it works with me and my friends, and I'm glad uh, I have that trust with them. Uh, but like I said, these are very, very close friends. This isn't somebody that I just met that I'm like, you know, you got me, I got you. No, it's not like that. Right. But, and, you know, it's different for everybody. Yeah, and some people feel comfortable just kind of saying, oh, well, you just barely know that person and they're already, you're, they're comfortable with asking about money or whatnot. That doesn't necessarily make them bad people or doesn't make them say that they have no shame or anything like that. Maybe, like you said, they just grew up a little bit differently or maybe right. they just that's just how their personality is. But for me, I, I'm mostly a, a very reserved person. Uh, I only have a close amount of friends. And with that, for me, when it comes to borrowing money, it, it's really I have to go to the measuring stick. Yeah. Let, to wrap this up, uh, Yvette, let me let me ask you this: for people that are, I guess, what advice would you give to people how they how they should go about borrowing friends, borrowing money, letting a friend borrow money? Ooh. Like, do you think it just goes to the whole like you have to measure the friendship outs? Or does it depend on the on the funds? Because some people would say it oh, depends on the, on the abs- amount. Oh, absolutely. It depends on the amount, but also whether or not you have this money. You know, if you don't have this money and you and someone asked you for this money and you don't have it, but you want to help out, just be honest. Say you don't have the money and, and you can't. And that, you know, it, it's better than saying, no, I'm not going to help you. It's saying, I actually don't have this the money, the extra. Some people don't have this extra money to help other people out. And that's and then there's no problem with that. We Everybody has their own stuff to pay and stuff so but i would say just be careful it's it's a it's a slippery slope like i said i i'm really good friends with with my friends but also we're not out here left and right borrowing 300 500 you know a thousand bucks maybe because we don't have it sorry guys but it's just i I just say be careful money it's it's a very slippery slope and it's even like that between family and you know family's supposed to be closer than than friends but I'd say be careful and uh, just really quick, I wanted to mention uh, Venmo. Venmo is a lifesaver nowadays and yeah. people use Venmo left and right to pay. And I think maybe it's helped people pay each other back because now you don't have that excuse of, oh, I haven't gone to the bank or I don't have cash. I haven't gone paid. Now it's just immediate. You know, you people are using it to pay for dinner and to pay for vacations and to pay for electricity or you know, utilities, whatever, if you live with roommates. But Venmo has become huge and um, I don't know, just be careful with money. That's all I have to say. I mentioned Venmo. It reminds me, one of our call workers owes me. So, good reminder. <laughs> hey, but how would you feel about having somebody go into your house, open your door, and deliver stuff to your place? Nope. Without- Without you there. Nope. Really? Nope, that's a sharp nope. <laughs> well, uh, Amazon would like to do that for the nation, basically. So they want to unlock your front door and deliver your packages when you're not at home. So what they're starting up uh, is Amazon Key, and mm-hmm. which will allow package delivery inside your home when you're at work, when you're at wherever. If you're not at home, they'll go ahead and go in and drop off your orders, whether it's groceries, because obviously there are some places that sell groceries for uh, Amazon, to any other Amazon purchase. So it won't be cheap, though. 
It's going to cost $250. Uh, it's going to call, call Amazon Key in-home kit, which includes the cloud cam and a smart lock. So you could see the person go in, drop off their stuff, drop off your stuff, I should say, and walk away, hopefully. <laughs> now, for me, I'm a little bit skeptical about all this. But then again, Amazon's reach over these past few years has become immense. They have completely just con- taken over control. You know, a company that started off as just, for the most part, selling books has turned yeah. into basically selling you everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. And, which, for some people, is great. It's very convenient because all they got to do is go to the app or log in, buy whatever they need, and then, for the most part, have it shipped in two or three days. But for some people, it is a little concerning. A lot of it is to do with small business and seeing the non-growth of small businesses. There are other stores that are closing down yeah. just left and right. It's, it's, it's really sad. 2017 set the all-time record for store closings. This was a, a report that was mentioned on CNN just a few days ago. You have big companies like Gap are closing stores, Banana Republic are closing stores, Toys R Us, Sears, JCPenney. Wow. The list goes on and yeah. on and on. And one of the big reasons... I mean, one of it could be Walmart, but one of the main ones is Amazon. So with this in mind and with everything that Amazon is trying to to send out there, I just want to get your thoughts on Amazon. Are they getting too big for comfort? Because they're, now they're, 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 <laughs> they're killing competition that was not their competition. I know. It's... It's it's complicated. I have a complicated relationship with Amazon because Ooh, I love nice Facebook status. I love Amazon. I I was into Amazon when they were just selling books, and it was I was a student in college, and I would buy books, the college books through that, and the, you know they would get delivered, and it was great. And now, yes, they they sell almost everything else, and I do. I'm an Amazon Prime member, so I do use Amazon left and right, and I think to myself, oh, I could just get that on Amazon. Um, but I still love the store going experience. Right. So, for example, if I know exactly what I want, like I know I need this book, and I know it, this is what I want, I will just order it on Amazon. But if I want to take a stroll, and I don't know what I want, and I want to look around at a bookstore, then I will definitely go to Barnes & Noble or something like that. But I, I don't know. I, I love convenience. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I like... <laughs> I don't want to say that I want Amazon to take over. I don't want them to take over. But I'm not completely upset with how big they've gotten because as a customer, I am going to get more and more convenience. Now, this delivery thing, this drop-off, you know, while I'm at home, I, I will tell you, one, I will not be participating to, because it's $250 and I'm not about to go there. But I understand why it would be very convenient because you've got things like package theft that's happened. And that's happened to me, actually, a couple times. Oh. Yeah, not I, I live in Salt Lake City right now, so it hasn't happened there. But when I I lived in Chicago. Yes, I've got. I had two packages stolen. One was something that was like less than ten dollars, and I had to order it again. And I did, and it wasn't stolen that time. And then two, it was. A, it was a piece of furniture, oh. and I don't know how somebody just up and picked up this large piece of furniture and just left with it. But I can see why it would be appealing to have. And if it wasn't two hundred and fifty dollars, then maybe I would participate because you have the camera, so you're able to watch this person. And they're not going to go in and like unpack your groceries. Like they're just putting it next to your door, according to the little commercial. But I can see the convenience in it. But I don't know. I just I don't want them to completely take over. But I do. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> ah. And I think a lot of I think a lot of us feel that way. I know I do as well. I feel yes, Amazon is great. I'm a Prime member myself as well, and it is great to have the convenience of of knowing that okay, during one website I can get I can get pencils to everything else that I need to my shoes to to whatnot. And that is great, and know that sometimes they'll even be 
sent at the same time together. So you know the exact yeah. date that they can get that. However, like you said, the shopping experience, the going in person is fading. It's fading fast. Yeah. And some people hate it. So I know some people are some people don't like to browse and to look around. I, and I understand that. So Amazon and the, the more that they're going is probably great for them. But some people, you know, don't. So it's kind of it's a double edged sword again. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and we see over these past what five to seven years, we see malls are dying off. They're just becoming now specialty stores. There's a lot of places that just become specialty stores because they can't compete with online shopping, including yeah. Amazon. For me, I, I am not going to participate in in-home delivery. I still just don't feel comfortable with that yet. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's going to be safe for the most part. Right, and it's probably the future, if we're honest. Yeah, and so, but for now, I'll wait on it until it becomes a little bit more of the norm. Yeah. Then after that, okay. I was the same thing, actually, with Amazon Prime. I was not a Prime member early on. Oh, really? I kind of waited a little bit. And then once I got it, then I realized, why wasn't I doing this? Many, yeah. Many, many, many and now you have way more perks. You, you have the, you know, you have Amazon Music and Amazon Video, right. and you have the two-day delivery. There's probably going to be more incentives coming up, I, I would hope, as a customer. But uh, as the, going back to this package delivery thing, I remember that UPS has this thing called access points or access locations or something like that, where you you if you don't want to drop off at your home because of you know fear of package theft you can choose they have access points all over the country so in different neighborhoods and in different places you just choose like the one that's closest to you and then you go you get there and this it's just like a bunch of lockers and you have a like they'll tell you which one it's in or something you enter the code and then bam you get your package oh. and i think yeah i used it once and i didn't even know really what i was getting into but it was a few blocks from where i lived um this is back in chicago and it was great if amazon did that amazon should actually invest in that more than because i would be more more willing to go a little bit out of my way even after two days go a little bit out of my way to go pick up this package itself than to have it delivered and possibly get stolen but that's just me i don't know what do you think about it was a I believe it was a few weeks ago that there was a report that amazon is thinking about getting into the pharmaceutical business oh. and selling <laughs> and selling prescriptions there now i do i Talk with some friends about this because we, we, we heard about it and some are thrilled. Right. Something that's great because you can get your prescriptions maybe in the next day or in two days or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Refills will become easier, mm -hmm. quote unquote, hopefully. But there are some people who do feel a little uncomfortable right. with relying on basically somebody at a warehouse yeah. Uh, putting in you know the box or the bottle of pills yeah, in the box. Yeah, absolutely. Also aren't I mean shouldn't that stuff because to get to get certain medicines you have to be prescribed. So I'm wondering if this because it, let's say if this happened and it went all digital would this make things like overdoses more difficult or would it make them easier? Like would it right. make would it open up that door for people to get away with certain things or would it make it harder? Because if it would make it harder then maybe that would be better but i don't know i i think that for now maybe they should stay away from that business i understand as a giant why you would want to go into it but i don't know i just feel like that one's tricky and it, it, when, it is next, tricky but next? it seems like they're going forward with it they have already uh asked for in 12 states they have wow. already uh tried to get a pharmaceutical license so amazon is, is going in on this i mean what does that mean for not just stores like CVS or Walgreens, but kind of what you said, what does this mean for people in general? Can yeah. Will it be easier? What does this mean I for hope? pharmacists? Yeah. Are they going to be working at Amazon or are they losing? Uh, and how are they going to prescribe? Okay, let's say you need 
something, and right. uh, they go online and they start typing it in. How does this? How does or maybe work? the doctor would have to send in the prescription to Amazon, Amazon, and then Amazon would have to vary or verify it or whatever. I don't know. Uh, it sounds complicated, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure someone's working on it right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh. I'm sure they've got answers and all to all these questions. Mm. But I don't know. I, I don't know, and I know. Like you said, convenience is the key, but should there be some things that shouldn't be like touched? Yeah, there should be the thing that not just touched, but also just forget convenience. You just need to just go, like go to your drugstore. Not you know, and not everything can be just home delivered. Yeah, well, I don't know. So, like I said, I'm a big fan of convenience, especially in the winter. But I don't know. I guess I haven't. Hmm. I'm thinking, okay, let's see. I need Q-tips. Yeah. Amazon. Like, I'm not, <laughs> unless, I don't know. No, right now, I mean, I live right by Walgreens. I can easily go right. get my Q-tips, you know, but I don't know. Sometimes when it's snowing really hard, <laughs> I know. But also, okay, so, you know, Amazon's uh, thinking of building a, a second headquarters. And so all these cities are bidding for it to be built there, including oh, yeah. our own, including Salt Lake City. Yep. A lot of cities would, obviously, you'd like the second headquarters to be built in that area. So would this mean like two-hour delivery? It could be, yeah. There's been talk that same-day delivery on huh. some things. Hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, just... Yeah. If you, you need that, I don't know, iPhone charger, mm-hmm. you could get it the same day if you need... You could also get it the same day if you go to the store. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we're becoming people like, no, we want that package delivered. We want to see that little well, golden box. Yeah, like I get excited when I have a delivery, but also because my delivery is usually... You know, like a book or, um, I don't know, some maybe clothing or, you know, some right. stuff that I buy on home stuff. Sometimes I buy on Amazon. But I also don't use Siri on my phone because I like writing my own messages and, re- like, looking at my own stuff. So right. I don't know. I can't. Okay, so never say never. So I can't say that I would not completely give in to this Amazon takeover idea. But I would like to not have to worry about that. <laughs> Can you see yourself with an Echo in a few years? Um, no, because like I said, I don't even use Siri. So why am I going to use was it Alexa? Alexa, what time is it? I can just look. <laughs> the time is whatever, three o'clock. I hope that yeah. me in the future hears this now and and remembers who I am. <laughs> in ten years, when you have like three Alexas, then, then please no. <laughs> then we'll just play this back and we're like, oh, remember that? Remember when you values? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I just I think that Amazon is doing a lot of good things and. And obviously, I've bought into a lot of them, but it makes me wonder, where's the line? Where's the line for us? Because obviously, if Amazon is doing this stuff and thinking of more and more stuff, it's because people have responded the way that they want them to respond. Right. Now, because there's a fee on this Amazon key thing, I don't know if people will immediately respond. Yeah, probably some people will definitely use it, but not the everyday consumer. That's 250 bucks that you have to buy this this thing for. And and how often are you ordering from Amazon that you are investing in this product? Maybe yes, maybe no. But clearly, people are responding to Amazon and their new techniques. But I want to know, where is the line? Where do we, as consumers in this society, draw the line? And that's and that's tough because sometimes we don't know where that line is in different circumstances until it's either been crossed or it's been touched. So it's really tough to say. Yeah, and that line what, is different for everybody. Right, and so and even running with that is just. I think it just depends on you. If you feel like you want everything to run through Amazon, by all means, that's that's fine. They they'll be happy with that. Same thing with Walmart. Same thing with any other online store. If you want everything to run through that, that is fine. Some of us just. You know, have different preferences. I know, for example, for me, when it comes to books, when it comes to anything electronic, 
it's going to run through Amazon at first. And that's mm -hmm. just kind of how it is. But for some people, it's a little bit different. But I think it's just your perspective. It's depending on what... How and your you lifestyle. Because yeah, some people may yeah. be really busy and they just yeah, can't if get you're, to... Yeah, if you have four kids and maybe don't have time to do all the grocery shopping because you're taking care of your children, yeah. then maybe this Amazon key would be nice because then you could come home from picking up the kids or from wherever mm -hmm. and your groceries are there. Well, and groceries are already Walmart's bit my mom works for Walmart and she does she works for the the pickup service or whatever. So they, you know, you can make your order online, like especially groceries, you make that order online and then you, you all you do is you pick it up and they just deliver it to your car and that's a growing that's huge. I didn't think that that many people would be into it but my mom's putting in overtime every single day just wow. because there are so many orders. Yeah. So, and that's uh, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, but it makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. guess. So by all means, use Amazon. They're there for you. They'll always be there for you. They're like a loyal friend. But like any loyal friend, always just keep tabs on. All right. Well, that's our show for today. If you're interested in learning more about the Friends Again report... We will be tweeting out a link on our Twitter account at KSL Cafecito. So be sure to check it out. Let us know what you think. Do you agree? Disagree? Talk about it with your friends. Be sure to follow our account at KSL Cafecito. And I'm at Evie Cruz. And I'm at Shuel Cardenas. Thanks for listening today. Hope you join us next time. Bye. See ya. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm trying Still, to be, I know. I'm trying to be a good actor here. <laughs> no, you're doing like, good. <laughs> and scene. Yes. <laughs>